Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Emma Holland. Good as we dive into the deep end of the week's events with some very special guests. Our friends of the show, Mal Dracina and Adam Rosenbach's are back. Yeah. Plus, our very special guest, it's Dylan Alcott. Yeah. And give it up for our fill-in co-host, Emma Holland. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tim is away again this week, so... If you recognise him, call Crime Stoppers now. <laughs> Please call the number on your screen. But it has, we thought to get through. It's been a big week of sport, the AFL, NRL, Grand Finals. But the sporting moment everyone is talking about. He is a fantastic athlete. What a talent. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> what a talent. What an athlete. That was a celebrity, celebrity basketball game. <laughs> To mark the start of the NBL. And friend of the show, Archie Thompson, took it very seriously. <laughs> that is him blocking a five-year-old child? Yeah, you think as a child she'd be better at dribbling. <laughs> but all eyes were on those two massive sporting events over the weekend. Celebrations for the Panthers' historic three-peat in the NRL Grand Final will wrap up a big weekend in football. And beating the cube blindfolded, <laughs> the world record for solving Rubik's puzzle without seeing it. Yes, those two big sporting stories. Um, he would have got the cube done quicker, but Archie Thompson came in and stole it off him. <laughs> but it's amazing. 12 seconds, a world record, blindfolded Rubik's cube. I can't even plug in my phone charger in the dark, so that's amazing. <laughs> it's an impressive feat for everyone. Except Sunrise host Nat Barr. Thank you very much. Good luck. And we'll keep up watching you in these Thank competitions you. and see if you get that can get that time down. See you later. <laughs> Old Natalie Highbar. Yeah. <laughs> 12 seconds, chop, chop. <laughs> but, but let's get down to the nitty-gritty. It was a great week to be a Brisbane local, wasn't it, Emma? <laughs> Eat shit, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. We lost the AFL, we lost the NRL, the NLW, and that kid took my time in the cube. Like, yes. <laughs> Bit of a heartbreaking weekend for you. Why? Yeah, because AFL, Brisbane Lions lost to Collingwood. Yes, yeah. and then yesterday the Broncos went down to the Panthers. Yeah. And you're going back to school tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> Three tough, tough yeah. news to take. Yeah. Don't bother with PE, kid. <laughs> the Panthers and the Broncos were fighting for one thing. Sunday, this stadium will be packed with passionate supporters. That's when 80,000 fans will eagerly watch the Panthers battle it out for this. Okay, see the, the world's smallest reporter there. <laughs> it was a nerve-wracking experience for fans. And there are two different ways to approach nerves. How do you keep on top of the nerves through a grand final? Drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> we here, waiting, and we're doing our jigsaw. <laughs> I feel like that was my entire lockdown, just either wasted or doing a puzzle, sometimes both. I reckon they'll both have some pieces to put back together tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it was a familiar feeling for Penrith fans. Tonight, Mel, it might be four deciders in a row for the Panthers, but I'm guessing the feeling never gets old. Oh, I actually have no idea. <laughs> So honest.
honest. So honest. So honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Penrith's supporters were emotional. Luckily, they had Liam Tapper to lean on. I've just been through so much. You just give me so much happiness, and I'm crying again. Oh, <laughs> they want to give you a hug. Oh, guys, you can see what this means. <laughs> Not risking any allegations yeah, there. <laughs> but a huge congratulations as well to the Newcastle Knights and the NRLW. Yes, who defeated Queensland. To the girls over there, a lot of your work goes unnoticed, but not within those walls. You girls are incredible. You can do it with anyone else. There was controversy about the lack of merch available at the game. Studio 10's Angela Bishop spoke up. There were shortages at the time, even with the soccer merch. Remember, you, yeah. you couldn't... People were desperate to get um, the... the um, uh, the, I've forgotten her name, which is what I'm talking about. The, the goalie. The, the, <laughs> Sam Kerr? Sam, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Caitlin Ford? Caitlin Ford. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Arnold? No. <laughs> I reckon you don't need the merch, but you start with some notes. <laughs> Brisbane fans flock to the airport to get to the games. Good morning, Eddie. That's right. It's calmed down a little bit, a, a little bit of a lull at the moment, but 58,000 people are expected to come through the gates of Brisbane Airport. Of course, the majority are heading either to Melbourne or Sydney for the AFL and NRL Grand Finals. I reckon that guy's just going for a surf. <laughs> and that, that was going to be my favourite match of the day, that guy versus the overhead locker. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a huge win for Collingwood, winning their 16th AFL Premiership. <laughs> got, the, got the team in the audience today. <laughs> or, to put it another way... 27 times grand final losers. Okay. <laughs> Just missed out on 28. So close. So Premiership close. cup half empty. <laughs> Let's break down the numbers. Where more than 12,000 pies will be served, along with 27,000 buckets of chips, 6,000 ice creams and more than 40,000 bottles of water. 27,000 buckets of chips. That is almost 50,000 chips uh, at a sports game. Because there's... <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Usually, <laughs> usually not that many chips in the buckets. Hey, you be nice to her. She's having a hard day. <laughs> go on. So, go, keep going. Oh, keep, keep going. going. <laughs> you keep going. The final was hotly anticipated. Many fans have waited years for this. <laughs> Three whole trimesters. <laughs> Love to see her skincare routine. What, she looks so young. <laughs> anyway, a special open training session was held for fans. Let's see some of that incredible action. Even the mundane is magical. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these players, their names you'll never forget. Mate, it just pinched me. It's been amazing. We've loved every second. Name here, person description. <laughs> what a great game Mr here. here is my father. Oh, yes. <laughs> Some players come <laughs> with a signature look. Well, I've got to say, I've seen a few cutouts of this magnificent moustache. It's incredible the, uh, the amount of uh, work that's gone into that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough. My mum hates it, but I got it from her. <laughs> Get something else from her. <laughs> Fans had faith the whole way. Can the Brisbane Lions win the grand final? Collingwood win by nine points. Lions by 13, I reckon. I'd like to think we'll win, but I don't think we're good enough. <laughs> I'm not surprised he bought a seat outside of the stadium. <laughs> Lions fans were committed. Loud, proud and ready to... I've been this beard and hair for a couple of months now for today and the tail as well, so it's all come out really well. He got it from his mum, so that was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> you can't hold back the excitement. And can you give us your best hot pies? <sighs> God, I'm Pressure's on. Go. 
One, two, three. Oh, <laughs> then the team arrived. Have a look at this, boys. Collingwood team bus arriving. We're all on route to the game. Looking good. Fans were there to support the men in black and white. The hottest fan in the Is it the hottest band in the world? What is it, 1977? <laughs> you get one pyrotechnic and you get that label. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about the players. Just kiss. I'm here for the kiss concert. What about the footy? <laughs> oh, I couldn't care about the footy. <laughs> After the result of Pies fans flooded the streets... And when we say flooded... Oh, were you nervous for a moment then? I shit myself. <laughs> those 12,000 Pies here. Yeah. <laughs> And the streets went wild. A hairdresser up the road turned into a nightclub. Nana turned up for a perm, ended up doing a shoey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all a bit of fun, but seriously, these are Collingwood fans we're talking about. Swan Street is bracing for big celebrations. Beth and Yeoman is there. Beth, the crowds are building, so is the police presence. Yes. <laughs> We've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheap seats right after this. Look, it's been a big sporting week in Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney. What's happening in Adelaide? Well, it's hard to lay claim to being South Australian without knowing the taste of a fruit chock. <laughs> Look, no one boasts more achievements, though, than Toowoomba. In a region that claims the most rugby ball touches with one foot in one minute, Australia's oldest man and the second largest ukulele. <laughs> the second largest ukulele. I think it's just a guitar. <laughs> Owned by the second most annoying person you've ever met. <laughs> this week, they attempted a new record. The challenge is to play touch continuously for 34 hours with six players each side rotating with eight replacements on the bench. Unfortunately, one of those replacements is the oldest man in Australia, so it's going to be tough. Big news for the Australian Defence Force. Travellers are warned of delays on the busiest weekend for years. The big shift for our Defence Force. Okay. <laughs> What's behind the military overhaul? It's a platform boot camp, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that new camouflage is working for yes. them. <laughs> Look, let's break it down. The Defence Minister is set to announce up to 900 troops will move from their current base of Adelaide to Brisbane, Darwin and Townsville. I just don't know about the choice of having camo and hivers. <laughs> Do you want to be seen? <laughs> Moving on, Victoria is still reeling from the news of Dan Andrews stepping down as Premier. And many are still looking for answers. Well, one man who knows Daniel Andrews better than most is 3AW broadcaster Neil Mitchell. For the past six years, the Premier point-blank refused to appear on Neil's top-rating radio show. <laughs> Sounds like you don't really know him at all. <laughs> yeah, like me and Beyonce, like she never comes to my birthday party. <laughs> We're mates. But it was big news today. The RBA met to announce that rates will be holding steady. The official cash rate, not the only thing to reach record highs. However, predicting an end to the good news, giving a three in five chance of one more rise by the year's end. Nine will broadcast the decision later this afternoon. And is it a bird? Is it a plane? No. It's a 104-year-old skydiver. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping that the rates and she will steadily come down <laughs> over time. Yeah, costs of living pressures are still mounting. Many are turning to Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's in the far outback, so forgive us for some ropey signals here, but the Treasurer does join us from Winton. Treasurer, good morning. 
Uh, Treasurer, can you hear us? <laughs> well, we might try to re-establish... Uh, that's a breakfast toast that knows Jim Chalmers better than most. Uh, first question, Treasurer. Uh, how do you think the 5G rollout is going? <laughs> it's a tough time for everyone. Can we check in on the priorities of the US? Plus, from tennis shoes to shorter stairs, the mission to stop Joe Biden from falling over. <laughs> it's so rare a president tries to assassinate himself. <laughs> Let's move on now, and it's time for a very special part of the show, Emma. It's time to take a trip. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this segment, but uh, it's extremely popular and Tim <laughs> never makes fun of it. Uh, I don't watch this show. Oh, OK. <laughs> Sounds like my mum. But it's election season at the moment in New Zealand, so I thought I'd take you through some of the campaign trail. The leaders' debate kicked off where two of the main party members answered all of the questions that voters want to know. For decades, our politicians here and around the world have been asked whether they've smoked cannabis or not. Tonight, we're going to change it up. Have either of you done MDMA? And if so, uh, where'd you get it from? <laughs> Do you know the taste of a fruit choc? <laughs> the National Party are under fire at the moment because they have a, they've got a hole in their budget, but I'll let a leading economist explain. How would you describe this in one word? Uh, two words, a big gap. <laughs> Three words. I, I wouldn't trust his numbers. I'll just, I'll make that clear. Got two letters for you. MDMA. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's check in instead with the youth wing of the National Party, the Young Nats. Stuck with a mind like Grand Theft or whatever. No, because he won't play with it. Trickle down economics, I think. <laughs> really looking forward to hearing their policy on infrastructure. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Deputy Leader Nicola Willis was out spruiking alternative transport options. <laughs> Hit a stack of cans, yes. did she? <laughs> Two words, a big gap. Oh. Um, okay, instead, let's go back to the national leader, Christopher Luxon. The teetotaler was trying his hand at pouring a pint. Wow, we're getting worse. Fine line between a pint and a cappuccino. <laughs> it's like uh, me in high school, mostly head. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you mean prefect. Yes. <laughs> Let's see how some professional commentators rate Luxon's chances. I'm kind of not surprised, as you said before, that, that National haven't fronted up because they're not very photogenic. I think it's very sad that, that um, uh, they probably <laughs> didn't want Christopher Luxon you know, on, on a billboard because he looks like a roll-on deodorant and it's very blonde, very, very, you know, it's kind of... Um, <laughs> You know what, I've always said Tim looks like Lynx Africa, so it's oh, nice yeah. to know, like, shared amazing. Shared you can sort yeah. of smell it through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Act Leader David Seymour had a massive campaign launch. Here's political editor Jenna Lynch. What in the pink Wizard of Oz is this? <laughs> 
my God, we get it. You saw Barbie. <laughs> I don't know if it was a policy or a gender reveal. We don't know. <laughs> Look, there was an interruption at this campaign launch by a protester, and this protester has appeared in every single campaign launch <laughs> so far. So what amazing trickery did he do to get past security when he's a known disruptor? This guy trying to protest. The prolific protester, Carl Mokaraka, the same one who popped up at a national event, <laughs> this time in disguise, incognito, with a fake moustache. Got that from his mother. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> and just finally, I know a lot of people seem to think that politics isn't sexy, because it isn't, but <laughs> this campaign in New Zealand seems to have a little bit of a sexy vibe, so I've started my own new segment within Across the Ditch called Sexy Politics. Enjoy. How big is his hole? And do... That is not good enough to say to the rest of New Zealanders for waking up hard, paying their taxes. Ministers serve at the pleasure of the Prime Minister. And actually, of late, the Prime Minister has not been placed in a pleasurable position, uh, certainly by Michael. So, <laughs> If you're worried about climate change, the cost of living, the housing unaffordability, and just the ability to get here in our society. Just trying to get the best out of people is actually what I really get turned on by and, and, get, and get satisfaction with. Australian of the Year, Paralympian, festival founder, motivational speaker, and philanthropist, it's tennis legend Dylan Alcott. Thanks for having me. I've never been on before. Thank you for coming. And about time we sucked him. Am I yes, right? So, right. Thank you. I've been trying to get you on this show for ages, and then suddenly Tim's away, and you're more than willing to come on. Uh, it might be a coincidence, it might not. It's up to you to It's called being an ally. <laughs> here to talk about that. You're here to talk about this uh, this initiative, Shift 20. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so growing up, I didn't really ever see anybody like me on TV. I saw people like you, to be honest, and whenever I did, it was a, a road safety ad where someone speeds, has a car accident, the next scene is someone like me in tears because their life's over. So what we've done is we've teamed up with 13 of the biggest brands in the country and replaced their able-bodied talent with people with disability, right? Because we are just normal people who do normal things. We shop, we watch TV, we bank, we travel, we eat food, we use rideshare, whatever it is. And, um, you know, 20% of the Australian population have a disability. One in five Australians, visible or invisible, less than 1% of them on our screens. And... That sucks, you know. We want to do something about it. So the fact that it's been live and even coming here and talking about it is incredible and um, the response has been absolutely amazing. It is amazing. Were there any ads you were like, oh, like, maybe we don't really want to be in an Optus ad? Like, is there any, um, like brands are not the best reputation that you're like, oh, maybe not so much. There's probably a couple. I was trying to get the one with my underwear, but I got dropped. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was tall enough. But, and, let's see. It is, it is amazing. How was it for the people that were involved in those campaigns? How, how, what did it mean to them? Oh, it was incredible. And look, the coolest part about it, it's not just people with disability in front of the camera. Mm. People with disability also made the commercials oh, as wow. well. Because not everybody 
might be like the three of us who want to be forward-facing and, you know, talk crap on TV. Other people might be behind the lens or whatever it is. And just to show the industry that we do exist, but also for the brands, like, we are your consumers too. We just want to see ourselves doing normal things. And, and, and the fact that probably during this show right now, those ads are going to be on TV is really powerful. And uh, my favourite one is um, Eva. She's the Weebix kid. She's 13 years old. If I had seen someone in a wheelchair as the Weebix kid, it would have changed my life when I was a kid. It honestly would have because I used to hate myself, hated my disability and, um, you know, she's been signed now as a wee big kid for like the next 12 months. How awesome is that? Yes. Right? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, yeah, we love it. We're really proud of it. And you being, uh, you know, in the spotlight so much, how, how, what has your, been your response from, from kids who see you in front of the camera? What, is, what has been your interactions with them? Oh, I don't like thinking about that, to be honest. But um, <laughs> um, I just try and be myself. I don't yeah. go out there, you know, try and be a role model and advocate. I just try and be Dylan, which I didn't, I really struggled with back in the day because I wasn't proud of who I was. But um, it, it, it is pretty cool. And the messages, I can't even read the messages on socials around this stuff but through the, our foundation, the Dylan Orcott Foundation. It gets me a bit emotional. Like there was one from someone who designed our website who has a disability. He said he had all these messages from, from his community, people with disability, our community, and they said they never felt more seen, loved and worthy than at the moment. By just seeing yourself you know, represented in normal things. I know it sounds trivial, but you probably take for granted how often you see yourself in normal things and that's why we do it. And I just, I don't want able-bodied kids to see kids with disability as lesser than. I just want them to see us as equals, just their equals. And that's the goal. And that's why I get out of bed every day, to be honest. And yeah, hopefully in a small way, we've been able to do that. Yes. And if anyone is seeing one of those ads on a YouTube one, you're not allowed to press the skip ad don't button. Skip it. Don't you dare. Because I will find you. Yes. All right? I will find you. Yeah. Um, so you're at the AFL Grand Final and you posted this moment. Yeah, cool. How do I get him to follow me around and tell me that? Yeah. He, um, Nick Dagos is a legend. I tell you what, it was pretty funny because I was at the game and yeah. when, they, when they brought out the podium to get people on stage, I saw the ramp, yeah. right? And when I won Australian of the Year, I thought I was no chance, but when I got there, I saw the ramp. So <laughs> I was like, I might be on here. So when I saw that ramp, I had my phone ready to go, this is 100% going to be a wheelchair, but sure. <laughs> right? and then I it, which, was, which was awesome. But I kid now at the moment, and Nick Dagos, what a legend. That was pretty yeah. cool. How can we get that kid into the next Shift 20 advertising campaign? Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think I can working. afford him after that. Um, <laughs> he's probably got an agent. He absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Well, speaking as an athlete, you've had an incredible tennis career, including 15 Grand Slams and taking out the Golden Slam, all four in 2021. That was incredible. Do you do you miss it at all? I mean, going to watch sport, do you ever get feeling the feeling like, oh, I want to get back out there? Yeah, I miss tennis so much, I've not hit one tennis ball since I retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not in a bad way. I'm just yeah. enjoying doing other stuff, doing stuff like this with yeah. you legends and, and I'm staying fit and things like that. But um, not, some athletes retire and they can never let go, but it's mm -hmm. quite like... It's quite refreshing to be going, I don't miss it. If I wanted to play, I'd play. I'll, I'll have a hit one day because I absolutely love the sport, but just enjoying doing some other stuff um, at the moment, which is cool. This was one of our favourite moments. He is a legend. Just that. Oh, he is. <laughs> he you know, some people do a shooey, you do a cuppy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um, it, uh, it would have been helpful if I actually got some of the beer in my mouth. Um, I saw that. Well, I mean, you could learn a thing or two from, from my technique, I think. Um, this is me after... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I think I just trumped you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I don't want to brag, but... Oh! oh. <laughs> Pretty talented. <laughs> you know, Grand Slam, Kmart. We've got an amazing cup really. here. Um, you were 2022 Australian of the Year and you had the opportunity to speak with someone pretty special. And on my right, uh, Mr Dylan Olcott. So I'll start with Dylan as our Australian of the Year, Dylan. Who's that on the screen? It's a very interesting Zoom call. I thought you were talking about the Governor-General then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to speak to the Queen yeah. uh, not too long before she passed away. Hopefully oh, so there's I'm no... glad it was before. Yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a coincidence that she then passed away after we spoke. But, um, yeah, as Australians, we, we couldn't go to her and she couldn't come to us. So the fact that we had that opportunity to um, speak to her, yeah, it was a, it was a surreal um, experience. She was really, the way I describe it, she was really present. Like, yeah. she was really listening and, and things like Did that. Did she see you do the copy? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's why she slid in my DMs, actually. No, no, hang on, not like that. Not like that. Just to say, just to say hello. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you did spend most of the time trash talking. Won 15 Grand Slam singles titles playing wheelchair tennis. I unfortunately won a couple of Wimbledon titles, beat some Great Britain players, which I was happy about, but maybe you weren't so happy about. And, uh, and my... You made the Queen laugh. That was, that, was a, that was a headline over in the UK. Yeah. It was like, man in wheelchair makes the Queen laugh. Like, <laughs> like literally, like, like it was like, you know, they're like, apparently the athlete makes the Queen laugh. She mustn't laugh that much, but she was like, I don't know, she was really into it. She, maybe, she, maybe it was sympathy. I don't know, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that laugh. Maybe it's all laugh, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, she did also have a question for you as well. You've actually retired, have you, from the Tennis. I'm retired now, so I'm looking forward to coming to Wimbledon and actually drinking a Pims this time, rather than playing the whole time. You know what I mean? It's going to be. All right. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I must have done something all right because when she did pass away, the palace hit up our government and got invited to the funeral. So oh I wow! Went, yeah, did, did you go? Yeah, I went. Oh, wow. oh my yeah. gosh. That was weird. A weird event. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I really brought the vibe down yeah. here, Dylan. Uh, very honoured to be, yeah, but I don't know why I got invited, but yeah, that, that's one that I will definitely remember forever. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get invited? We sent flowers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had another very special television moment. That was so close. Do you know what, Tony? Now we're both winners. We are both winners, it's true. That was so much fun. I reckon Tony won, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you on Q&A there. That was <laughs> no, that was play school. How special was that? Pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. a guy in a wheelchair, an Indigenous guy together on a show, that wasn't really happening back when we were kids. I do have one problem with this, though, Mel. It's a bit touchy for us, because I think that was pre-potentially Tony oh, maybe just... winning a Logie that you oh, were favourite. Okay. My, my bad. Uh, no, no, that, there was... You did throw your full support behind Tony. Tony wins. Are you going to do a shoey to celebrate? I will get up and walk over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... No, it was a very, very amazing moment. I'm not better at all. I think there's only one vote in it. All right? And you got your Logie next year anyway. And you yeah. didn't even go to collect it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just want just been so nice to be nominated. <laughs> um, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you please put your hands together for Dylan Orkhoff? <laughs> to talk all things arts and entertainment, would you please welcome our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Dracina! Boys, 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 boys,
Girls, I reckon. <laughs> anyway, what's been happening okay. this week, Mel? Well, sisters are doing it for themselves, but over on MKR. Uh, Patricia and Bridget are no exception. When we told Mum that we're doing MKR, she was actually more proud of us and me doing MKR than me finishing my law degree. Because <laughs> women belong in the kitchen, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. My mum said the same thing when I told her I was going to be on RBT. So, yeah. That's really beautiful. To the Masked Singer now, where I think Osha forgot the name of the celebrity mid-sentence. a bit Shayna Blaze, if you know what I mean. Look, I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, allegedly. Imagine being blazed and then being on the set of The Masked Singer. I'd be like, I'd be so, I'm, like, I'm too bad, I need to leave. I don't blame him because I forgot her name. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mel. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And so am I. Oh, I feel like I'm mine. <laughs> Now, it feels like only 51 days ago that I said this. Uh, the Kardashians has wrapped up for another season. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, only 51 days until their next season. <laughs> so now you're just playing clips of yourself. <laughs> I really liked my dress there. <laughs> anyway, 51 days flies when you're not watching the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Season four has finally dropped on Disney Plus and you bet it was worth the wait. It's stacked with unmissable drama. I am so excited to wash my face. I'm so excited to watch the next episode of Yellowstone. Mm, I can't wait. Wow, I lo love the Gogglebox prequel. <laughs> also, Kim needs to be careful around hot water because it might bend a little bit. Oh. Too far? Now, one of my favourite weeks of the year has returned. After book week, of course. <laughs> uh, Paris Fashion Week. This model clearly had somewhere else to be. <laughs> I think somebody should tell her that she's got toilet paper stuck to her. Yeah. Now, these poor women were walking for Dutch designer Victor and Rolf, but I think they got dressed in the dark. Is she wearing the dress or is the dress wearing her? <laughs> Now, interesting choices coming out of Europe with Netflix's Spanish reality show Deep Fake Love, which sees five couples split from their partners, go into separate houses, and then they watch incriminating footage of their partners. Stay with me. <laughs> There's a catch. The footage that they're watching may or may not be real. It's made with deep fake technology. So this is Javier watching his girlfriend Paula flirt with single starred Lolo. Nueve años o sí, pum pum una pelota a la mierda. Estar en Australia. No, 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 tú debes estar en No, y yo. Y tú persiguiéndome por ahí. No, yo voy a estar en Australia viviendo en una furgoneta con mi perro y mi tal. Living with his dog, a van and a surfboard. Straight to Byron Bay for him. <laughs> what, what happens if I wish this show was fake? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they vote on whether they think the footage is real or fake or, as the Spanish say, realidad o ficción. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. I've been, I've been learning Spanish. And was that real or fake? <laughs> <laughs> realidad 
o ficción? Yo creo que ficción. Y espero, por favor, que sea ficción por mi bien. Y el otro es una aguililla y no tendrá ni perro. Es que es un lista de mierda. Doesn't even have a dog, like most Tinder profile pictures. Same. Yeah, if you don't know, we're actually using that technology in our show as well. Tim, this is actually Tim. Boys, boys, boys! Now, what I love about this show is that everything in it is dramatic, even the furniture. Muy atentamente, ese sillón. Ese sillón de la verdad. Tenemos que sentarnos ahí. Oh my god, that's it's like when I walk into Freedom and I see that everything's like twelve hundred dollars. Doesn't the um the English name for that uh it's the cheap seats, right? Yeah. 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 Well done, well done. I think they were just nervous they were gonna get their fake tan on the white leather. Yeah. <laughs> now Gabriella, one of the contestants, was chosen to see her boyfriend for three minutes so she could address his infidelity and discover the truth around his footage. Sounds like a great opportunity for her. Or is it? Gabriela, vas a poder ver a tu pareja, pero no vas a poder tocarla, vale. Y no vas a poder hablar con él. Solo mirarle. Oh. So, is she just describing yeah. a photo? <laughs> and he won't have subtitles. <laughs> so Gabriela gets to see her partner, but they're not allowed to talk or touch. Fortunately, love speaks all languages, even mime. It's a, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> also looks a little bit like a TikTok dance. More energy, more energy, more passion. Oh, my God. Finally, over the weekend, Channel 9 posted a Love Island Australia promo. Ooh. I know, I'm so excited. It is returning with a twist. Beautiful Spain is ready to rip open oh. the spiciest twist ever. I reckon... <laughs> That's $300 a gram! What are you talking about? <laughs> I reckon the islanders are sea monkeys. Oh, so excited. A huge twist. <laughs> Speaking of twists, Tim hasn't been here for two weeks and we see a Love, Austra a Love Island Australia promo. Oh, my Whoa. God. Is he a hot new intruder? <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> And that concludes my week in arts and entertainment. Would you please thank Mel Jacina. Welcome back to the Chief Stage. It's time to talk all things sport. To take us through it, would you please welcome writer, comedian, and friend of the show, Adam Rosenbaum. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I uh, just want to let you guys know that I have tried MDMA. So just... Uh, oh, yeah. when you yes. have it, we have been having a few yeah. minutes waiting and asking yeah. about um, that. Right? About an hour ago, so we could... Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to need to rush through this. Good luck tomorrow, brother. Thank you, thank you. Uh, now, it was a huge weekend in sport, and as you mentioned, the AFL Grand Final was massive, but I had my eye on the entertainment where ancient rockers kiss with a headline act. Mm.
amazing. They spell out kiss. <laughs> I only just noticed. Isn't that amazing? So there were hundreds of kids out there, and I reckon when Kiss saw that, they just thought, how many groupies have we slept with? <laughs> it's all come home to roost. That's why you should wear protection, kids. Um, yeah. So they sang, I want to rock and roll all night, and the kids sang, I want to rock and roll all night until mum tells us to go to bed. Yes. Which is quite yes. sweet. Now, as part of the pre-pre-game entertainment, the longest kick competition was held next to the Yarra River in Melbourne. Got a spiral. I'll cheat. Oh. I'll cheat. Oh. It's high. Is it long? It's high. No. Oh, he's, he's not happy. No, he's, oh, do not. Oh, okay. What's he done? Oh, and that's the Yarra. Is yes, he, yes. Is he okay? No, he actually now has hepatitis A through F. <laughs> if he floats, he's a witch. Yes, yeah, he got away with it. Now, now, the Salvation Army were out looking after fans on the weekend, setting up a chill-out zone for those who may have had a few too many. We're seeing people that don't need a medically supervised sobering up unit. What they need is just a quiet space, a chill-out zone, where they can go, charge their phone, have a cup of coffee, have a vomit if they need to. <laughs> okay. okay. It's the new live, laugh, love. <laughs> Honestly, kiss weren't that bad. <laughs> and just quickly, a big thank you to the Salvos for looking after me on Saturday. Yes, OK, yes. I will pay that dry cleaning bill for your carpet, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, congratulations to the Magpies who claim their 16th Premiership in style, an historic year which one fan won't forget. A die-hard Collingwood fan has some explaining to do oh. to his dad after wrongly inking the Premiership win oh. with the year 2020 instead of oh. 2023. Oh, you did it! No! <laughs> oh, no, he also did a really shit barbed wire tattoo as well. Oh, no. The poor bloke. Now, congratulations to the Panthers with an incredible comeback leading to their three-peat. Our surfing legend and superfan Mick Fanning was at the game and shared some great insight. Nathan Cleary just waving that wand to seal the deal. Are you kidding me? He's the greatest athlete on earth. Seriously. Swear to God, he's like... Grace at me on He just went absolutely loony in that last 10 minutes. So good. Yeah. He was just wrapped that the Cronulla Sharks weren't playing, so you know, he just got away with that. Give it to him. Uh, now to French football, and the mascot for FC Nantes was taken down by the rival mascot, and it didn't end well. Drôle, en tout cas, il faut savoir sourire. Ce n'est, ce n'est que du sport. Le canari est à terre ce soir sur la pelouse. The canary goes down. The head comes off. Et total. Have a look at that. Stretch it off. Again, one of the more interesting masks thing are <laughs> So they did a concussion test on the canary after the game and they are like, how many claws am I holding up? And you know it's bad because if the canary goes down, it means everyone's going to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, now, finally to American football, where the NFL teamed up with Toy Story to offer real-time simulations of a game between the Jaguars and the Falcons as if it were being played in Andy's bedroom. Oh. Well, there's a heavy set for the Jags with two tight ends in there. How is this being so basically they had uh, microchips in the players' uniforms and this was being, as the play was being run, this was being run alongside it and you could watch it in Andy's bedroom alongside it for the whole game. Oh, except when Andy walks in, all the players had to be like... Pretend to go, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a break. Would you please thank Adam Rosenbaum? Welcome back to the Tuesday. Let's just check in with the ABC Breakfast.
The tree, estimated to be hundreds of years old, was also known as the Robin Hood tree after featuring in the 1991 film Robin Hood, Prince of oh. Thieves. The person who cut down that tree was certainly not the Prince of Trees. <laughs> The writer's strike is really affecting everyone. <laughs> it's really tough. Well, let's go to Sunraiser Sam Mack instead. Not sure this was appropriate for morning television. High fives all round. They're going to do so well representing us over there in Bulgaria. Who wants to see me do the helicopter? Yeah. No! No! Don't! No, no Sam, vision. <laughs> And we're heading over to the Americas where it's been a big week for nature. The nursery rhyme teddy bear's picnic sounds really cute, but things were mighty scary for a family in Mexico when a real bear gate crashed their teen birthday outing. The hungry carnivore quickly polished off their tacos, enchiladas and french fries as mum and her son didn't dare move in case the creature switched them for dessert. <laughs> 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 you know what's weird about that? The first enchilada he ate was actually too hot. Oh, and then yes. The second one, too cold. Yeah. Third one, just yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> With school holidays coming to an end, kids are feeling the weight of returning to studying. Are you sad to go back to school on Tuesday? Of course I am. I never liked it. <laughs> But it's now time to move on to an audience favourite segment. Let's check in and see... What's on? What's on in the warehouse? One of our favourite segments. And what's on in the warehouse this week, Emma? <laughs> well, Mel, this week in the warehouse, they're looking out for the kids. And Grace and Alex could not be happier about it. Whether your youngest is having a skin flare-up or there's a lice outbreak at their school. Oh. <laughs> or they're struggling to make new friends. <laughs> or they're getting walled by a bear. <laughs> what I love most about the warehouse is their subtlety. It also helps reduce the appearance of wrinkles while it gently cleanses the skin. That's great. Hey, is Unlabel the not-for-profit that works to help improve kids' mental health? Correct. Oh, Whoa! Right. What are the chances? And that was... <laughs> Oh, that's all we have time for. We'll see you next week right here. Oh,